Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to Unblocking Crypto, episode number 83. Hal, great to see you. Good to see you, Jason. So, man, we had a lot of really crazy news last week, and I would say this week has, has definitely been a little bit of a letdown, but there's still some interesting things going on. So maybe let's start talking about the SEC again. Uh, they did come out and say they are delaying the spot Bitcoin decision uh, for what the top seven or eight uh, spot ETFs, which is yeah, it was like all of them. Surprised, yeah. So not really a big surprise. I mean, I know with the the recent news last week, we kind of talked about it. We didn't expect something immediately to happen, but it's still the SEC is pushing out the decision. For all of these, and hopefully they'll do it all at the same time, right? But I guess time will tell. Yeah, it's uh, so they kick the can for 45 days, and it's kind of in the same timeline as the 45 days they have to respond or make a decision on what they're going to do with the grayscale lawsuit, whether they try a different angle or I don't know what, depending on what they do or what do they want to do, they, that's the same timeline. So I'm not sure the rules on the grayscale stuff, but all the other ETF stuff, the, they can kick the can and do nothing and keep delaying, but that ends like January of next year, and something has to happen. They either have to reject or approve. So I can't imagine that we're going to talk about this every week <laughs> where they kick the can every week and don't do anything and, and slow play everything, but... It, it, this was really the you know this is the big piece of of news right now. There's there's not a lot going on with the FASB stuff for the accounting rules that would bring in corporate money. This financial institution money would be a market mover. So it's worth keeping an eye on. But I, I can't imagine they're going to do anything until January. But at some point they got to let it go because the courts are. Yeah, as much as I think all of us would like for this to happen overnight and just be done with it and move on. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's going to take some time still. So, but at least it's still looking positive for sure. Yeah. Like when you get into Bitcoin, you learn about a lot of stuff like macroeconomics, how money works then. And you also learn to be patient because it takes a lot longer than you think. Yes, that is very true. So speaking of kind of the macro, Australia was in the news here recently. And they're not doing too much better better on uh, the crypto regulation side of things on their end. They had a crypto bill that got rejected by their Senate committee or whatever it's called over there. And they have also talked about they test they pilot tested a CDBC. And if they did do something like that, it's still many years away, which which is probably good since I know it's probably going to come, but I don't think anybody really knows how bad it could be <laughs> for most individuals if it does happen. Worldwide. Well, Australia was like the the fastest country to drop off a cliff when it came to COVID restrictions and mandated vaccinations and things like that. So if I was an Australian, I'd be keeping an eye on CBD. It, just the amount of government control that you have is a bit over the top. And if you already have a government that showed that they like to abuse that control, then that's a, that's something to keep an eye on. Again, I'm less and less worried about it in the United States because I think I think you burned enough Americans 
that wore masks and did everything they were supposed to do and then are finding out that it's likely that that didn't matter very much. And so I, I don't think, I think you've got to wait about a generation before you try to make a big push again. I don't think, I don't think they're going to put up with it. Yeah. And China's actually turned into, they're pushing really hard for their CDBC, their digital you know, yuan, and making sure that all the WeChats of the world or the, the Chinese WeChats and all that kind of stuff have payment rails to use the digital yuan. So it's, they're pushing it hard over there, which is not surprising. <laughs> Knowing the yeah, I mean, China's already there. I mean, they're they're not having to transition their people into into being under the thumb of, you know, an, a strong, ever present government. So uh, China can do that. Yeah, South Korea also had some interesting news. This is the second week in a row we've been talking about South Korea, but they are working on a passing a bill that would track North Korean hackers and then freezing the assets that they're getting since North Korea is responsible for probably at least 10% of all the stolen crypto here in the past year. So exciting to see they're doing that. I'll be interested to see how well that works <laughs> and, and what that means, right? But yeah, it's, it's cool that they're focused on stuff like that. And I think the U.S. is trying to help too. Yeah, that's interesting. It's rare that I think about North Korea having technological capabilities to hack and steal and things like that. I feel like most of their attempts to do things don't go so well. So that's, right. that's some, I, I don't hear much about North Korea's success in, in whether it's success in doing something bad or success in like feeding their people. Well, I think a lot of it isn't so much the people in North Korea, because I mean, I guess you're limited on when the powers turned on over there, but they have, groups working for them around the world type thing is kind of the way I oh they just i got it that makes more sense yeah. well, another thing that's really interesting from a macro perspective is the london stock exchange and they have come out and talked about their plan to create an entire end-to-end -end digital market ecosystem which is really intriguing it's not really around any crypto but it is all around the blockchain technology and my guess is they're not going to create a brand new blockchain. They're going to use somebody else's blockchain to do this. And we've talked about how important the tokenization of everything is going to be in the future. Even Larry Fink has kind of come out and said everything will be. So it'll be intriguing to see which product they end up somewhat partnering with or copying, much like Binance did with Ethereum and just copy the Ethereum blockchain and call it the BNB smart chain. So Exciting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward, but that's going to just be another uh, positive news for blockchain in general. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see a private company use blockchain for something that might actually be a good fit instead of having blockchain companies build blockchains and try to figure out where they might fit. You know what I mean? It seems like the more appropriate direction for innovating and, and incorporating the technology, to having a product and looking at blockchain and seeing how it this might be a, a good thing. And it it makes sense, right? If you're talking about buying and selling stocks, they're just units and transactions, and then you'd want them to be frozen in time and transparent so you can go back and look at them if there was a question. So it's not a bad it's not a bad way to use blockchain. So that's that's something to watch. That'll be good. Yeah, so it's somewhat related to that. MakerDAO, which has been one of the stable coins on Ethereum, has come out and said they are look at 
looking at developing a new chain and there's not a lot of details of what this new chain is going to be but they're talking about actually forking Solana and building this new chain on Solana which has caused some issues with Vitalik the founder of Ethereum and he came out and sold all of his MakerDAO because they were talking about Solana and not doing it on Ethereum so I, I mean it's we, we've, shoot, we've been talking about Solana here the past few weeks where they're gaining a lot more traction and the speeds, the processing speeds for transactions per second are so much higher than Ethereum right now. And I think I was talking about a couple weeks ago where moving stable coins off of Ethereum is like an $11 fee. Where if, whereas if you do it on something like a Solana pay, it's going to be less than a penny or a penny or something like that. So it it's intriguing because I think you have to get to that point where the fees are are small compared to the transactions you're making. And if it's $11 fee, you're not going to do much on with stable coins unless you're moving large amounts around. Yeah, they, they got to figure this out. The If you're going to move, it, well, it's like the Lightning Network versus Bitcoin too. You've got to build it so that it's appropriate for the what you're, what you're doing. Or you need to figure out your profit margins and, and accept it. I think that's like, like Lightning was built, and there's no real focus on profit, right? It's a decentralized thing. Everybody, you, you open up a Lightning node and you make a little, uh, you know, on your on the Bitcoin that you put on there, and then on the the main chain, it's the transaction fees are way higher, the security is way higher. So the same kind of thing when you're on different blockchains, you got to figure out which one's right. I don't know. Once you get out of Bitcoin, I don't get, I'm not very good at it anymore. Well, sticking to the stablecoin theme, we talked about PayPal launching their own stablecoin not too long ago. And let's say it hasn't really taken off very much. Coinbase did actually list it on their platform, which is good. Paxos is the one that's minting all PayPal's stablecoin or, or holding it. Paxos still owns like 89% of it or holds 89% of it right now. Coinbase, I think, has like 2.6%, and Kraken is the other big one at 6.6%. So, you're, I mean, you're looking at it, and the high 90% of all this stable coin is sitting on exchanges and in the original mentor. So, there's not a lot of use cases right now for PayPal's stable coin. But so, we'll be interested to see if it ever does really take off or if people just continue to use what's already existing out there. Yeah, I I was listening to something and they mentioned that PayPal is one of like the top five trusted brands in the world. So if if the PayPal stablecoin doesn't work, it's not because of a trust issue, like a third party tr trust issue. It's 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 just a mismatch of like product market fit kind of problem. So the other stablecoin from a Binance perspective that Paxos was handling too was BUSD. And since the SEC went after that, Paxos has stopped minting it, and Binance has now come out and said they are going to start phasing out support for BUSD. So it'll still be pegged one-to-one -to, -one to the U.S. dollar, but the goal, I think, for most people will be to start getting out of BUSD moving forward. So if you do have any of that, it's probably time to start turning into something else. The other big thing... Bitcoin. The other big thing... We talked about Coinbase and their layer two base. So base continues to get a lot of the DeFi guys signed up. So they already had Uniswap, SushiSwap, and OneInch. 
and now Pancake Swap is a part of base two, and Pancake Swap has been kind of on the the BNB chain, but it is still something where base is turning into or trying to turn into one of the the DeFi hubs moving forward as well. So still a little early to see if it'll actually take off, but they're actually starting to get more and more value locked on the base network too. So good for them. And of course, we should probably talk about SBF. So there's always news around him, right? His court date is less than a month away. So that first court date is October 2nd. The second court date, because they're breaking it up into two court dates, is like March 11th. So we're going to start to hear a lot more news here in about a month or so. But on top of that, what SBF had a bunch of Coinbase, or sorry, a bunch of Robinhood shares that he had acquired in the ICO or whatever it was back in the day. And Robinhood has finally bought back those shares, I think, for a price of about $606 million. So they do not fall under that estate anymore. Uh, which is probably good for their image as well. Yeah, the SBF stuff, I think it's going to be like really gross. Just the they had, it's like they were running the company, but they weren't keeping books. So this bankruptcy is just going to be sloppy, messy. You know, some of the numbers as far as how many millions of dollars they've spent on having forensic bookkeepers come in and try to put piece things together, I think it's going to be just a disgusting bankruptcy suit. I think it's going to be embarrassing that the, I mean, FTX had, had stickers on every major league baseball umpire for years. It's like everybody thought FTX was this like well-run business. That was just a monster in the industry. And they had, it was like a boiler room band. They had no, they weren't doing anything right behind the scenes. They weren't running it like a business at all. So this is going to be, I think this is going to be a, a real sloppy, just, Long, it's going to take forever to go through this proceeding. I think it's, it's going to be a, a one-of-a-kind bankruptcy suit. Yeah, I would say I agree with that completely. So on some more positive news, Stellar, also known as XLM, has come out and said they are working on something special that is going to be relate, released on the 12th of September. So they actually had a little bit of a, a bump in their token price here recently. Although no one really knows what they're working on. So <laughs> it's some great marketing where it's something special, but no no one's sure what it is. So intriguing to see what's going I on I haven't there. heard that name. It's been like since 2018 or 2017 since I even heard about Stellar and Stellar Lumen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now that Ripple has kind of risen again from the, from the grave, they're definitely being talked a lot more about in the industry and stellar to me is kind of that open source version of, of ripple right so it'll be interesting to see how things go with them but yeah it's something's coming so what that is who knows that's such a that's such a crypto bull run thing to do like <laughs> something's coming okay let me get a 20 percent bump in my price like whether anything happens or not I'll just put that out there. So maybe that's a good yeah. sign for the the crypto bull run in general. Yeah. And then one of the other things, I know we've talked about the fold card and there's a link in the show notes below if you don't have it. But one of the coolest things about the fold card is you can attach it to your PayPal account and pay your credit cards and get 1% back in Bitcoin for free. Right. And then you can buy some of the other gift cards that they have and get more. 
they have mentioned that starting in mid-September, a lot of their rules are going to change, and some for the better, some for the worse. They're going to allow you to stack different uh, benefits on top of each other, so you can possibly stack a 2.5% and a 1.5% on some of the gift cards and all that kind of good stuff. The The bad part about it is it sounds like this 1% cash back paying with the PayPal hack is going to go down to 0.5% for a little while, unless they can get PayPal to kind of change the terms and all that kind of good stuff. So if you do, if you are using the PayPal hack with Fold, you might want to try to pay off some things a little bit early in the next week or so before it drops down to about half. I still haven't gone through the process of getting my Fold card reactivated after I got bounced for whatever reason. Yeah. So that's all the stuff that I had on my end. Anything else on your end, Hal? You said at the beginning, this has been kind of a low week for big news. Like it's Bitcoin hasn't hasn't really done a whole lot, just kind of still bouncing around price-wise. No no real big announcements, no real you know, monster things. There's there was a, a conference in Liga, so there's a few things to watch. Uh, a lot about Lightning Network, because some of the stuff I watched was was a lot about Lightning Network and that so you know Bitcoin is great on the main chain for security like it's it's built for security it's not built for a large number of transactions or transaction speed and so you overlay layer two applications on top of it you rely on that security so that the the actual Bitcoin is safe and then you do smaller transactions on the lightning network and they're almost instantaneous and almost free and it just requires you to trust the network a little bit that your transaction is going to go through and everything's going to be fine, which is okay because you're not doing $10,000 transactions, you're doing $10 transactions. And in the event that there is a problem, you have a $10 liability and not a $10,000 liability. And they, there's a guy from River who was speaking about the number of transactions they see. And I think July of 2023 was in the seven or 800,000 transaction range. So that's some pretty good use of the lightning network. And it's, you know, it's like ramping up like everything in crypto and, and Bitcoin, everything's on the increase. And so if Bitcoin can be both a store of value on the main chain that you can, you can rely on for long periods of time with large amounts of money, and you can use it for small transactions, quick, easy, cheap, I think it's solving a lot of problems that Bitcoin in general does, you know, has kind of faced people that in my family or whatever, when I bring it up or when it's brought up because they know I'm into Bitcoin that, you know, that when you know the surface stuff, you only know the bad things, right? If you, if you only read headlines, you only read the reasons why Bitcoin is not going to work despite the fact that we're 14 years deep and $25,000 Bitcoin. So when you start to understand like, okay, it's all digital. You can, you can use the Bitcoin in layer twos, get all the security for the actual Bitcoin, but still be able to move it around quick and cheap and easy. And everybody's already, I mean, I buy Chick-fil-A using a QR code because through the Chick-fil-A app, right? So everybody's getting trained to use QR codes to buy stuff with their phones. So at some point, all this is going to convert and people are going to start spending Bitcoin especially if we could get like a, a little tax like a $200 $600 de minimis tax exemption from 
some regulation, which might take another 10 years. But if you could start spending small amounts of Bitcoin without having to worry about tax implications, then it'd get really easy to uh, to have kind of a Bitcoin economy rolling around. Yeah, I think once that happens, you're going to see the usage of Bitcoin skyrocket. Until that happens, I think there's a lot of people that are scared to do any sort of microtransactions because the tax consequences are still hard to determine at this point. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a mental hurdle to get over. Like, if I spend this, do I really have to track a $15 lunch that I used to, on yeah. Bitcoin? What did I buy that Bitcoin for? And it's, an, it's just too annoying. So I think if that goes away, you know, there's there's enough people out there with enough Bitcoin, especially if Bitcoin price continues to appreciate where you could just you could just spend Bitcoin on microtransactions denominated in U.S. dollars and really never run out of Bitcoin. I think the worry is if most governments think that they do that, then their power over the people because no one's going to use fiat kind of goes away. <laughs> it creates a whole other economy. But I still yeah, that's the Bitcoin. battle piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean. If enough people want it, that, then you you know that's who you, you you elect people that are in the in line with the majority. So if you can get enough people that want to use it and want to do it, that's who they elect. So we'll see. It's that's that's real long term stuff. I feel like I feel like all of the 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 high level Bitcoin fixes, you know, different industry fixes, different social stuff, all the stuff that Bitcoiners are believe bitcoin can kind of change the world that stuff's so far out there i think step the next step is is kind of this mass adoption this quick jump into financial institutions and corporations and you know getting everybody comfortable with it that way i think when you do that you know blackrock can't if blackrock gets an etf they can't mess with bitcoin and rehypothecate and leverage and do all those things or bitcoin's going to bring down blackrock so this is it's kind of you, I think you have to do that first before you move on and into kind of fixing the way people think and not worrying, not trying to live in a, a, a world of deflation of monetary policy instead of, you know, getting a loan to buy a house. I, I think, you know, you're tens of years away from kind of starting to bend that curve of the way people think because it's only getting worse right now where you have to get a loan to buy things because they're so expensive and everything's inflationary. So your salary 10 years from now is going to be double what it is now. And your, your loan payment will be the same. So it's going to take a long time to undo that. Awesome. Well, as always great catching up. We'll see if next week provides some more exciting news in the crypto space. Yeah. It's pretty rare that we are like, yeah, not a lot of big news this week. Now this is like one, We've done eighty something episodes, so this is this gotta be like one in thirty, one one in twenty five that this happened. You know, we'll blame it on uh, Labor Day weekend. Everybody took the weekend off apparently. <laughs> yeah. We'll That's talk right. again next week, week. Have a good one, Al. Sounds good, Jason. Thank you. If all of these crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers, I've created a product that dives into most of those answers including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto. Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.